So we, all right, welcome to our discussion of chapter five of Double Date by Rosamond Dujardin, a talk with a mother. A talk with mother. What a lovely talk. Yes. Even though you... most of the chapter was about standing outside the school and I forgot we were going to go talk to mother. And then she like went home and it was like, oh, and then mother was there alone. I was like, oh yeah, it's a talk with mother. That's mm-hmm. what we're getting ready for. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The need for the talk with mother and then the talk with mother. Yeah. So what, uh, what are those chapters jumped out to you? Like starting at the beginning, mm, starting at the beginning. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the, the first thing that really jumped out because, and it really wasn't at the beginning, it was really further along for me mm-hmm. is when, um, she was thinking about, uh, let's see if I can see anyone's else being watching Pam work. Oh, the working on, on boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the first, like, striking moment because the rest of it was like I mean I called out when I felt like the girls maybe didn't like Pam uh, and then she was sort of like okay well we're gonna leave you because we don't really like hanging out with your sister mm-hmm. and then um but then like when she's talking about working on the boys to me I I think when I used to read this I'd be like oh what a skill but now mm-hmm. I see it as like compulsive emotional labor you know, mm-hmm. like a, like a reaction to losing dad mindset, you know? And so like every boy she talks to, she's targeting really hard for like the charm and the just wow. saying things to get the attention, you know, like the, to me, seeing that, seeing somebody in that state is, I mean, and, and it can be any gender, it really doesn't matter, but like, we're definitely, we definitely know that the pressures in our society are for women to keep men happy, you know, and get, and like, you know, you're, you are winning as a woman, if every man is like pining for you in some way, right? Like, that's kind of like a story we tell. And you think that still is relevant today? Cause I'm, you know, it's like, this is coming across without comment in the fifties as this is the best way for a young lady to be. I know, I know. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's, if that's how everyone feels, mm-hmm. I, all I can really speak to is that when I first read this mm-hmm. middle school, high school, that made sense to me. I didn't even question it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, some, I didn't it's even notice. I like didn't even notice. Should, the, yeah. This, this part where she's, where Pam is saying, but they know us apart right away when we start talking and Pam immediately go, Penny says that they know us apart right away. And Pam goes right into, you wouldn't have to, basically, if you would just act like me. She doesn't yeah. suggest acting like Penny. No, make- her mom did, though, which I was impressed with. Mom, mom didn't suggest that Pen- Pam was ever going to act like Penny. So No, you know, no, no. Right. This is what I'm saying, yeah. where, where Pam is trying to talk about how to make people oh. not be able to tell them apart. She Does she ever, you know, think maybe I should be more like, it doesn't even occur to Pam that she should be more like Penny. Because yeah, just Penny does not get the positive reinforcement that Pam is hungering for. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Where the end goal is to get on it to be in the pep club and and get and all that. And, yeah, and wrap the whole school around their fingers as fast mm-hmm. as possible because they only have like one more year, right? Like mm-hmm. sort of the the right. stat mm-hmm. all the status goals, you know? Right. Um, I think I like. I, you know how I took it because I had this concept, like we all do in, cause it's like the cultural norm. 
or it, it, it is a cultural norm that used to be like not even questioned. But then I also had all the like beliefs that like equality is valuable and important and real. And so I just kind of thought of it as like, as a woman, you should know how to do this and you don't necessarily have to, if you don't want to. Uh, But uh what's interesting about that is that then you reach like a, like a early adulthood where you're choosing not to charm certain men. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, I don't care about these ones. And turns out like that's super offensive, right? When people know that you are capable of being winsome but not actually interested in being winsome per mm. their, like, per, huh. like their structures, you know, like it was a whole different problem. I didn't even, I, I've never thought of it this way, but it's definitely like a thing, you know, mm. like everybody likes to be charmed. Like, mm. I think we've talked about this about Pam a couple of times. Charisma is something humans love other humans to have because the charismatic humans control the emotional state of a room. And that's can be very relaxing Mm. for people who Mm -hmm. don't want to have to be on top of their own emotional states. Right. They Mm -hmm. love a charismatic person who comes in and says, this is how you should feel. This is how we're going to feel. And I'm going to maintain it. You know, Mm -hmm. people love that. It's soothing. I guess when being in the presence of that, you feel like you're, you're included in the group, you know, like you're, you're in, you're part of the tribe, you're part of the, the team, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Pam, then, like so, you can also yeah. be in the presence of that and you can get kicked out, right? The same charismatic person can kick you out. Right. So that's how Jean and Maggie are seeing Pam, you know? Yeah. She's clearly, and whereas these other girls, these girls that what's funny to me is like all the snooty girls get first and second names, which I guess the, the other girls did too. Jean Vicky first, Maggie Wright. But then we're talking about the Lori, you know, Lori McGregor and Susan Farnsworth and Gail Moore. I mean, they're all you know, I mean, you can just yeah. picture them. I <laughs> just picture what yeah. they're like, you know? The, Their just... names struck me too. They did. Gene yeah. and Maggie. Well, Gene and Maggie got their... I mean, Gene and Maggie got individual, like, because Gene got mm-hmm. introduced at the library, right? Mm-hmm. And so her last name was introduced there. And then Maggie Wright is mentioned here, mm-hmm. just like caught up with her. But mm-hmm. when she says, but this is just the list of first names. These are girls who don't have character building. They're just first and last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and she's not, you know, yeah. And you can just, and then these- she keeps repeating the last name. Sorry. She like keeps like Lori McGregor gets called Lori McGregor for the whole rest of the paragraph. She never is just called Lori. <laughs> I know that's true. <laughs> she also often calls Mike. Mike Bradley. There's always the Mike Bradley and the Randy Kirkpatrick. Yeah. And Spark Matthews. Like we're all supposed to like last names are super important. I wonder what that means. I don't even know what that means anymore. We got away from last names, you know, became kind of a first name world when Oprah sort of came on the scene, you know. Thanks, Oprah. People, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of things seriously changed when Oprah came on the scene. And you know, like I, like I never wanted your friends to call me Mrs. Matthews or whatever, or Ms. Matthews or, you know, um, yeah. this last name thing is a, it's, it's a, it is a, you know, it's a tag on you of, it says a lot of things about you. you yeah. Know? So anyway, I mean, it, it really just, I guess it's a, 
from what you're saying, it sounds like, you know, egalitarianism is becoming more natural. Hmm. It's still not like the world doesn't, you know, but I, I, it seems like it's trending that way, right? Like mm-hmm. first name basis, you know, well, in the unusual that, first name I, and being responsible for being able to pronounce everybody's first name and not, you know, be dicks about it all the time, you know, like all, yeah. the, all the diversity of, of first names. So I don't know. I mean, this whole, and this thing about this, well, this, this paragraph where we talk about all the men that Pam is continually trying to seduce, you know, this whole delivery boys, know. you know, whatever. I mean, dude, turn it off now and then, you know? Well, that's why it looks like a trauma response to me. Mm. Well, like, it's not that it's not, cause it's, you can't like, she literally called it work. I mean, it's exposed right there. It's not, yeah. it's not like they didn't have the term. I mean, maybe they did. I actually don't oh. know when. Oh yeah. No, no that's term. the term to work on somebody is to, is to charm them, to make them, you know, yeah. right, right. that, mm-hmm. that I do know, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know when emotional labor became like a more popular, well-known term. But it's like pretty common oh. now, right? Like people understand oh, yeah, they had emotional to, labor. They had no knowledge of this back then. I mean, this was all, you know, yeah. she's kind of being, this is the kind of girl she's, if she were a little, you know, looser, she'd be considered slutty or fast or whatever. Sure. So she's, she's carefully. I mean, she's just charismatic. Yeah, girls weren't supposed know. to be that charismatic. I mean, it's not extreme. She's so. presented positively, you know, like. You know, yeah, it's just more that Penny isn't going to. And I'm glad that Penny kind of stood up for herself. No, I got to go home, you know. Yeah, that was that was a I think that's probably a. a for what's that called foreshadowing of Penny's mm. like individuation, right? It's like mm-hmm. the very beginning of Penny being able to like do what she wants and not be convinced. But what, mm-hmm. I, what I was going to say is that like they call it right there. They call it work even though they don't necessarily have the term emotional labor, mm. but the work that Pam is doing for every one of those people is emotional labor. That's what she's doing. So Wait, she's, she's doing it for them or she's doing it for herself. Yeah. No, she's doing it for them. Like she, the labor is on them. They're getting the benefits. Like she feels she's getting probably security and approval and a sense of like, you know, the belief that she has some control over these men, right? Like she thinks that she's got control, mm. but what she's actually doing is she's keying in on all the different dudes and what they need for their egos to be attached to her, right? She's mm-hmm. not like, and so she's really just like managing them mm. as if they are like assignments, you know, she's not building like one-to-one connection, like I am Pam, you are Mike, and I'm so interested in you as a person, right? Well, how is that she's emotional like, labor? I don't get the, what that means. Like she's she's actively charming them. She's giving them the emotional experience of joy and connection and pride and like feeling um, very manly next to her. She is she is like it's like playing. She's a game, and when they engage with her, they get the ego boost. That mm-hmm. she's like that they have this cute girl engaging with him in, with them, but she has to be far enough removed that they can project who they think she is onto her in order to feel jazzed about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, mm-hmm. and she said in the a couple chapters earlier, 
she's talking about the way in which she's going to do it. She's like, oh, guys like Mike, you do it like this. And Randy Kirkpatrick, you do it this way. You know, Mm -hmm. she's got like little step, like she has techniques for these different personas, you know? Right, right. And like, that is not the same as, I mean, actually, I would say even her mom is not necessarily right when she says that like Pam is her own personality, right? Mm -hmm. Like- Pam is flip-flopping between every single person she talks to, mm. you know, mm. which to me looks like a trauma response because why do you feel the need to work that hard? Mm. You know, why do you feel like you need to is like a big question. Well, right? the thing is she's doing that instead of doing good at school, trying to, you know, like whatever. I mean, that's really where she spends her creative energy, you know, yeah. is on, is on this, you know, manipulating people. Yeah. But like, to what end really? I mean, like if you really sat with her and were like, how close do you feel to these guys? She'd be like, I mean, I don't feel close to them. I feel in control of them. Right. So be able to pick and choose the man I marry and have a big house and, you know, blah, blah. I'm going to be able to, all this is practice for when I finally target the one that I want to marry, I will know how to work that guy and I'll make, and he he will marry me happily, you know? Wait, and that's like surreal, right? Because this mm-hmm. is how you end up in marriages where people don't actually vibe. Yes, as yes, indeed, that is correct. <laughs> as, it's as like, well, now just because you can work someone. I mean, I guess like the real, like if you're going to have this skill set of working men, right? That's all well and good. But which of the men did you enjoy working the most? And is that the kind of work you want to be doing for the rest of your life? Right. I mean, like, that's really the question mm-hmm. that she could ask herself, like doing work for this guy, the emotional labor to, to engage with this guy actually brings these qualities out of me. And I like that. So then that's like restorative. Right. But just being able to work every single type of guy. I don't know how useful that is, you know? Well, but there, but relationships back here, were not, we're not conceptualized as, you know, the, the, I mean, there was no conversation about actually getting to know each other, you know, like it wasn't, that wasn't yeah. what the goal was of the relationship. You know, it was status. It was, you know, I, I had this girl, I mean, for the boys it was, I had this girl on my arm for the girls, this guy's got money or a car or whatever, you know, I mean, the values were not, uh, you know, so it seems like Penny is kind of ahead of her time, you know, where she wants yeah. an actual connection with someone. Now she's attracted to Mike for no real reason thus far. She doesn't know him that well. His hands know? are big. His big hands. <laughs> Although I think that she already knows that he's involved with journalism, right? Like she already knows a little bit of like, and I think he's probably already shown a couple of like witty moments. I think mm-hmm. it's more like her interest is piqued because he's, he's linguistic and, yep. you know, it's a she writer. doesn't know. She does not know that she doesn't know. No, we're going to find that out in the next chapter. She oh, does not no. know. Yeah. Oops. She's going to spoilers. Find it. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying. I don't want to like anti spoil. No, no, I spoiled it. I spoiled it. Oh. I did. There's some the foreshadowing. There's some foreshadowing in this chapter. Dun dun yeah. dun. It was the word yeah. I could I could not pronounce. <laughs> trigonometry. Yes. Besides, we've got a trigonometry test to cram for tomorrow. Dun, 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 That's going to come up later. I like um, that my mom says you're a person too, darling. Never forget that. I know. 
And Pam's like, or Penny's like staring at Mother blankly. Well, the paragraph before that. The thought had never occurred to her before. Is that is that is that believable? Like you're like yes, you're 17 all the way till senior year. I mean, you know, it wouldn't have occurred to you that you're supposed to be your own person. Uh, I mean, not to like cause trouble or anything, but I didn't. It didn't occur to me that I was my own person until 24, 25. Wow. Okay. Like I was very much focused on outward. I mean, like I was studying all the people around me. It didn't occur to me Mm -hmm. that I also needed to study myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like working like, like, this is what I mean by being like, this looks like trauma to me. If you're working compulsively, all the people around you, you probably don't feel safe. You know, you don't, mm. don't feel safe enough to like, let those people just do whatever they're going to do and like, go about your own business. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like a very, I thought keyed in response from mom to even like, get that. Mm-hmm. That's something you do need to tell young humans, mm, like yep. your ego, your personality is also a thing. You mm-hmm. are just as much a thing as everyone else around you is a thing, mm-hmm. you know? And you're just, and you're, your feelings are valid. Your voice is valid. You know, you, you know, I thought it was really interesting what she said, you know, when Penny's like, I can never think of something to say. And mom's like, well, if she was talking about something interesting to you, you probably would think of something to say, you know? Yeah. It could be that Pam's just not that interesting to you of the things she talks yeah. about. What a concept, you know? Yep. Yeah. And it kind of it kind of blew me away that that poor Penny had actually sucked up a year of actually being a cheerleader, you know. I know. She'd had to do. But Think you know, about- I did sports, right? I tried varsity. I mean, varsity, sorry. Humble brag. I tried <laughs> cross country <laughs> and got varsity. Yes, of course, job. <laughs> yes. But whatever. But that's not um, I mean, cheerleading. Cheerleading is a whole different animal, especially back then. It was very much the girls that were dating the football players, you know, it was like, it I'm was sure uh, it was at my school too. I, I mean, I know that you are right. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like, I gave up an entire networking chance my freshman year of high school to try sports when I could have been in theater, establishing my reputation. Um, you see, but instead I did sports to see if I liked it and it, it had a cost. It did have a cost. I thought you were kind of doing so both. Time. I thought you were kind of doing both. No, I was, I was in, um, I was in orchestra. I did the chamber orchestra, but that is not establishing somebody as a performer. Right. Mm. Hmm. Shame. Well, what a shame. You know, I mean, I like the, the, the sweatshirt you got. (laughs) I still wear it. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, like in, in, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it, it, it's the right thing to do is to try out stuff. All I'm trying to say is that like, we do put in time to try mm-hmm. things that we actually don't like, right? Mm-hmm. To really find out if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. You just, sometimes you have to like actually go to like the full event. But it's just, it's just, it's just interesting to me. This is stuff that Penny is discovering as a senior when there always was, a, there was probably a newspaper at her prior school and a yearbook club and all these other things. And she didn't ever do that or maybe it's, it's almost like she's talking like this high school has clubs like the club in the high school in the city didn't have clubs or something you know like yeah which i suppose could be the case but who knows well let's see in a lot uh, of ways they, they they're acting like they're freshmen to me in my mind in a lot of ways you know but 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, you're right. The reason I'd say it might be believable is that they just lost one of their parents and they mm-hmm. just went through a huge move. So Penny may be reforming after mm-hmm. so many transitions, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's not necessarily that when she was at the other school, she had all of this, you know, she may, like, I mean, they're not covering it or anything, but she may be grieving, mm-hmm. you know, she may be like coming out of grieving and starting to get some self-awareness, you know? Well, you know, here's the thing. You're saying this because you're super emotionally intelligent or what, whatever. I don't think this author thought about any of this stuff. I think yeah. the dad was a plot device, you know, the dad being gone is a plot device. And she didn't necessarily think about the impact it was going to have on these young ladies. And she didn't necessarily think that, oh, well, I'm going to make Pam have these tendencies because she's obviously, you know, still traumatized or whatever, you know? Yeah. I, 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 you know, and that's, um, but it's interesting that despite that, despite it not being intentional, it's still in there because that's human Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, because I feel like it's, it's there, she's, it makes me think like she's pulling from example or she's like, cobbling together things that she's seeing in real life right as a writer Mm -hmm. like you're not like a believable character no no matter how like I mean these are well-written characters Mm -hmm. and archetypes right Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. if you're hitting the believability on some level you're going to get consistency you know Mm -hmm. it's not like you don't have to be self-aware to be experiencing like progress through grieving mm-hmm. or like healing or mm-hmm. finding yourself, you know, you don't actually have to be doing it on purpose. You just have to be in a safe enough environment that you can mm-hmm. progress, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I've been very intentional about it. Cause I find it interesting, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I think a lot of people find healing and progress and development and maturity by the very nature of just being with people they feel secure with. Mm-hmm. you know yeah 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 and these women seem like the grammy the grand the grand grand is that how they refer to her grand grandmother's grand yeah yeah grand the the grand me is what just happened there because mm-hmm. i'm used to saying grammy mm-hmm. um but the the grandmother and the mom and even the two sisters they all seem very securely bonded to each other yeah. right mm-hmm. like so that's like a natural environment to be able to become a mature human, even mm-hmm. if you have no idea how you're doing it, <laughs> you're still right. safe enough to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And look at mom. I was, I had a little appreciative moment of, I mean, you know, some of this stuff is stuff that you could have said, you know, like, I'm not going to bother mom because she's working so much. So, you know, I'm dealing with it myself, blah, blah, you know, like I was, yeah. saying it, you know, good for mom to actually ask, are you happy here? Cause I don't know that I did. <laughs> You know, like when <laughs> Framingham. I don't know if I said, "Are you guys okay with this?" Because I'm having a great time. You know, but are you okay? You know, it didn't occur to me. Yeah. So, so good for mom for being a little more, uh, kind of having her radar up a little better. Yeah. yeah. Not that I know that. Not that I think that kids would always just answer that honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think I definitely would have just said yes, no matter what. Like I would have had to be asked a few more times in more sneaky ways. Right. It's Mm -hmm. not as like cut and dry as just like, yes, you know? Right. Um, But. Mm -hmm. 
but she does keep asking right like she keeps kind of like right right like getting in there and and then she she spends Mm -hmm. I think what what really happened is she found herself going on pouring out some other things she never had a chance to discuss with her before Mm -hmm. you know and like that happened I have very clear memories of a few times that that happened Mm-hmm. where like there were just like moments where I could just like unload mm-hmm. and that's like sort of how I learned that with you me, can even with me. build up yeah with, with me, you, yeah. With uh-huh. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I didn't I think the first time it happened it was it struck me it was in um it was in Massachusetts so mm-hmm. 14 plus or so 15 mm-hmm. and I just was surprised that I could even have so many topics all at once you know mm-hmm. like I just didn't even know and then really all you said is like, that's a lot of things. And I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> that, uh, Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I feel like this is that it's so many things. It's so many things. It's a lot of things for a person of your smallness, your teeny tininess, my little girlness. That's <laughs> a lot of things. Start. Huh. Sometimes I just take out my journal and I write down every single topic that I'm juggling in my head, you know, just to Ooh. be like, just to get it on the page and be like, and start to organize it, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I see, I see. Prioritize, a lot you of prioritize, things. you prioritize the things. Yeah. Or just like, you know, cause it stops eventually. It's nice to see that it's finite, mm-hmm. but it's also nice to see that it's like usually 20 lines of individual topics, you know, mm-hmm. and then you go through them and see if any of the individual topics are uh, truly being underserved. Like, mm-hmm. are some of them festering? You know, like, that's what mm-hmm. I'm always looking for. Are any of these festering? And mm-hmm. can I, like, release the pressure, you know, on these Ooh. things that... And these pustules of festering thinking yeah. things. Yeah. Yes. God. Well, good. Good, honey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Bob. I'm glad. <laughs> So we are, we are different in some ways. And that's one of them, I think, because I like, I focus on one thing at a time and like, you know, everything else is like, and then I, I can do that once I've listed all the things and Mm. then, yeah, I suppose that, yeah, you're right. In that case, you're totally right. Then it becomes a prioritization list, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, which of these things am I going to focus on right now? Right. Right. And then the next day, the next day, you know, you do it again and see if it's shifted. Mm Mm-hmm. So Pam, no, so Penny now has got food for thought as far as discovering her own interests. And it's going to be fun to find out. I mean, I always, personally, I always related way more to Penny than to Pam as far as things she was interested in. You know, she's got references to Hamlet and stuff in here, you know? Yeah, I mean, the main character of a lot of books, they're book nerds. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that kind of makes sense. Like you wouldn't. Yeah because the other people don't really read books. So why would you write a book for them? Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. the other people aren't writing books either. So why would main characters be mm-hmm. those people? Right. So Probably get it, a lot a lot more person. Like a, it's, it's fun to think that this is a whole different topic, but it is fun to think about the, the characters that a piece of media lends itself to. Like mm-hmm. books would lend itself towards characters who love reading. Movies would lend themselves to people who love watching movies, you know, mm-hmm. who are active. And so they're visual, you know, people who are mm-hmm. visual versus people who are visual word or sound oriented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then musicians writing yep. about 
musicians, you know, or musicians writing songs about being a musician. That's yeah. what musicians do, like being on the road. Yeah. There's a lot of songs in the musical universe about being on the road. Yeah. And, and how shitty it is. <laughs> on <laughs> no. the road again. Yeah, no, really. Journey. Journey's got that one. I'm like, I can't even sing it. I'm not going to sing it. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's okay, probably so. for the best. <laughs> not, What's your point? Yeah, that wasn't a dig at you. That was a, a breaking into song on the podcast. Idea. It'll happen. Whole, whole It'll happen. level. Um, okay, so anything else about this chapter? I think we're not going good about it. I mean, we talked to mom. Yeah. We kind of really like looked at Pam. Mm-hmm. Pam, Pam. So the next chapter, join us for the next chapter, chapter six, the club meeting. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> so we can guess that she goes to the club meeting because <laughs> it's called the club meeting yeah spoilers yep. <laughs> <laughs> titles are often indicative of what the chapter's about isn't that something so yeah come be with us next time yeah